0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's your pleasure welcome back to the program, J.P. Wiggins, who's co-founder and vice president of logistics at 3GTMS. And today we're going to talk about why LSP's, logistics service providers, need a digital transformation strategy. Now, analysts and others have been talking about the importance of digital transformation for years, but the message didn't quite hit home until, let's say, 2020, um, when you know, some of these companies began to struggle as a result of the uh, the pandemic, and now digital transformation is you know a priority, especially for logistics service providers. So, why is having a digital transformation strategy important? Uh, where do you begin, and where does a TMS fit within this strategy? Well, those are the some of the key questions we're going to address in today's episode, and it's great to have JP to share his insights and advice on this topic. So, JP, welcome back to the program. Oh,
1: great! Thanks, to, thanks to be back. Glad, glad, glad to be here. <laughs>
0: Great. Well, you know, in in our previous episode, we talked about another hot topic that uh, certainly, as a result of the pandemic, was you know the, the significant rise in e commerce and the impact that that's had on, on parcel. Uh, I think kind of the bigger story behind that is just the the, the bigger need for digital transformation right, yeah. within the the logistics industry. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and echo you know Simon uh, Senek and and. Let's start with the why, right? You know, why is it important for logistics service providers to have a digital transformation strategy? You know, why today, why now?
1: You, you know, it's it's a great topic and it's very timely. Like we were just talking about on COVID, but why now? It, everyone realized with COVID the such importance of transportation. Even CEOs and CFOs that knew what it was, but didn't really know what it was until it really realized their own failings within the company. And 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 throw in there the fact that you know we, it is the year twenty twenty one, and we have technology available to us, and and so many companies just have you know, maybe even laggards, they haven't refused to implement technologies, or they've struggled. Uh, we're in a real mode right now where there's so many different pieces of the puzzle, it's hard to really chart a path, you know, what should I be doing? Uh, and, and then you see some of these big companies out there that are have billions of dollars to put a technology charting their own path, you kind of get into well, what should I do now? And, and that's, that's kind of that's, you know, the topic of conversation I get into in, you know, the CXOs levels of the various, you know, th- third party logistics companies, brokers, freight forwarders that, you know, I deal with on a personal basis. This is, this is what the people I'm talking to are talking about right now.
0: Yeah. You know, in many ways, they're kind of caught in the middle, right? In the one hand, you know, the, the customer requirements, you know, they haven't abated at all If anything. They become more stringent. And when you have all these things like e-commerce and um, you know, last mile delivery and all these things that are, you know, impacting the industry. So their job has become harder, more um, you know, riskier, if you will. And again, if they have outdated technology, it's very difficult for them to keep up with customer expectations. And then on the other hand, like you mentioned, you know, you've got some big players out there. There's a lot of money that's flowing into this system, and a lot of money that some of the big players are investing in technology. And you know, for everybody else in the middle, it's kind of like, well, unless we, we have to do something in order to, number one, continue to satisfy our customers and meet those customer requirements, but number two, remain relevant and competitive. You know, to, to some of the big guys, and I mean that. I think that's kind of echoing what you just said there, and I think that's what I hear as well.
1: Yeah, you know what? What I tell folks is, you have to chart your own path. Um, for one, there, let's use the the analogy of when Amazon first came out. There's Amazon, um, and then everyone thought they had to compete against Amazon to survive. No, and that turned out to be just folly to try to compete against Amazon. Competing against Amazon is reserved for the very few, uh, but yet. There were so many thousands of companies out there that that found out how to work with Amazon and how to chart their own path and create their own opportunity related to you know Amazon Um, and I think we're running into the same exact world right now with let's you know the CH Robinsons the Convoys the Uber Freights and even Amazon brokerage you know these huge big digital freight marketplaces you don't have to be them you don't have to compete against them um, you don't, you know, you, you, you know, you're not going to have the billions of dollars of RT budget that they have. So, you know, what you need to do is to chart your own path, figure out your own methodology, figure out what your own business is and, 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 and you know, uh, create your own, create your own path. So that's really what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a good, that, that's a good point. And, and, and I think it relates to kind of what I was going to ask next, which was, you know, there's so much, you know, when people hear digital transformation, you know, there's just so much buzz and hype you know around that term right and it can seem you know like a daunting journey you know for many companies right because it's like okay well i hear all this buzz about machine learning and AI. i hear a lot of buzz about the digital freight i hear a lot of buzz about you know all sorts of you know technologies. so the, the challenge becomes you know how, where do you begin you know how do you get started So it seems like you know taking a step back and and figuring out your strategy uh, or figure out what it is you need to accomplish is kind of the first step, right?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm going to use a quote from Jeff Bezos here. Um, you know, he, uh, he believes that experimentation is what, you know, to, to have real experimentation, not just fake experimentation, but to be able to be, uh, to put experiments forward and, and to, and to, that's how you're really going to learn. You have to be prepared to succeed. You have to be prepared to fail when you do experiments. And that brings us back to you know what we do on like uh, on a software vendor. If you're looking for a software vendor right now for a core system like a TMS, obviously I'm a TMS vendor, you can't wait on your vendor anymore. You can't wait on your vendor to set up your business flows. You can't wait on your vendor to like design screens for you. You can't wait on your vendor to design your your business rules and process automation. You have to be able to do that themselves. So that's, that's you know, yeah, it's a differentiator and, and you know, I got to throw my marketing message out there, but that's really key when you're looking at your core technology that you're dealing with right now is you have to be able to you know, like I said, we're looking at process fulfillment, you're looking at what your own business path is. You have to experiment with different business models. What business model is going to work? What do you think my customers want? How do I go after all of my customers' freight, not just some of my customers' freight? And then you, and then you figure out how to do that. But like I said, you don't want to be waiting on a vendor. You don't want to be waiting on a software vendor for you to go do this and to do these experimentations and to set up these sales programs and to implement new programs with your customers. You have to have you know total flexibility when you, when you do this.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I remember many years ago I wrote a, a blog post. Um, you know, it was kind of a twist on software as a service, and I called it software as a self-service. Yeah, I remember and, that. actually. And you know, part of it was you know the ability to you know go online to a website, put in your credit card, you know, download a, a software solution, configure it on your own, and, and be off and running. But I think this is a kind of an extension of that. What you just talked about is the fact that you know, obviously technology companies are going to continue to do their own innovation and they've, mm-hmm. they've, they've got to invest in R and D and they've, and you've got to look at that as well. But to your point, the speed of business and the speed of change is so much that users also need, you know, the tools and the capabilities to easily and quickly configure and experiment, as you just said, you know, with different workflows, different UIs uh, you know, different business rules as, their yeah. customers are asking them, hey, can you do this? Well, can we change this business process? Can you enable something new? Um, they can't say, okay, well, let me call my software vendor and yeah. see if, if he or she can uh, you know, do this in six, nine months when the customer needs that. And
1: and, and, and also right now, and I'll throw this out there, log tech, logistics technology, it's one of the hottest sectors in investment right now. There was uh, Freightways reported $55 billion in new investment just last year alone. Uh, That's coming into LogTech, there's a lot more of these software vendors that are coming up with these beautiful offerings, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, capacity management or anything. I mean, there's like a thousand different things. Visibility is a great big one right now. Let's say you even want to connect to your API to carriers. Carriers APIs are growing by leaps and bounds. 18 months ago, it wasn't there. But right now, carriers themselves are offering great APIs where I can get rates from them. I can get my documents, my proof of delivery. But yet, you know, all these different pieces of functionality of a technology out there, you're not gonna go out there and try to hook them all up. Um, You know, this is where we say like, you need your core system. And if you're a 3PL, your core system is your TMS. It is your system of record. So look at that as like your central control point. And that should probably be your most important decision is what's my core TMS? And then knowing that in the next couple of years, you're going to be adding on new pieces of functionality, AIs for pricing, Uh, of course, you know, the classics, the miling systems, the visibility systems, the proof of delivery, OCR scanners, document management systems, you know, even yard management systems. I mean, there's all sorts of different companies together. And the key is, is you're going to be plugging new pieces pieces of that puzzle. You're going to be replacing some and inserting others. Um, The tough one, though, to mess with is going to be your core system of record, your core TMS. So that's where you want to make a best choice of and put, you know, make sure that you've made a good decision on something that, hey, is it going to allow me to bring in these other pieces of technology? Is it going to support that type of, you know, new digital disruption, you know, as I chart my own path? And uh, will it let me plug in other technologies? And is it easy to bring in new and and, uh, online things quickly? And so that's why, like, you know, you got to look at your core systems and anybody that understands, you know, system structure, that your good environment starts at your core. Um, you know, you got to have the right business objects to work for workflow and intelligence and, you know, and to deal with integrations. I mean, integration is probably the key selling point that you have to look at. I mean, regardless of features in TMS, in my world right now, TMS features are commodity functions. There's, dozens and dozens of vendors that can like tender a truckload for you or process freight bill payment. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a new one every day, but how many of them truly have a business object to plug in 20 different log tech systems? How many are going to integrate certified with your ERPs? You know, how many are going to integrate to, you know, your carrier library? So those are the things you need to look at. Integration is probably key functionality and just, you know, in that intelligence to work with that integration is important.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like you know, just to kind of paraphrase a little bit of what you just talked about. So when you're thinking about your digital transfer from an LSP standpoint, when you're thinking about your digital transformation uh, uh, strategy, I-, I think you referred to the TMS as kind of being the the core, you know, rally that. point, the rally yeah, point, the, yeah. the, the rally point, you yeah. know, for that. So that that really becomes kind of a maybe that's one way to begin is really if you if you believe that the TMS is truly the core and the rally point yeah. for that. Is to really start there with your strategy. Understand it
1: becomes the enabler for log tech. Is the it, way I think about it. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So then, how should LSPs approach the the, the the TMS evaluation process? Right. If they're looking to implement one for the first time, or maybe they're in the process of up, uh, you know, uh, evaluating whether they need a new one. I mean, what what questions should they ask? What kind of capabilities should they look for?
1: You know, like I said, integration is going to be key, and integration is a lot more than just mapping data fields and hitting someone API nowadays. Uh, because if you think of the way a TMS has to deal with, the TMS has to deal with, I have to deal with my customer's orders. So I have to deal with orders. I have to deal with carriers. Carriers deal with things that loads and shipments and bill of ladings, house bills and master bills. And, uh, you know, warehouses look at the world a little differently. You know, you've got your accounts payables and your accounts receivable that looks at the world differently. So your TMS has to translate from those. And all these systems give you crap at some point. And so you got to have process automation and intelligence to fix bad data. So it's not just integration it's business intelligence that's used to actually truthfully integrate and 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 then i mean that that's really where your total cost of ownership goes skyrocket. If you get a bad system and you're writing all this integration yourself, you're just going to be spending time and time again trying to plug and play with other systems. Uh, but you know we're we're seeing great technology coming out. I mean we're seeing some beautiful things come out in like pricing technologies, the AIs that people are using around pricing, uh, you know some great yard management systems that are kicking in, and of course everyone's talking about visibility and some of those great tools that are out there. You know you could but how are you gonna plug them in? And not only plug them into your system as a 3PL, but remember you have to translate all that intelligence to your customer, all right? So that means plugging into your customer and your customer is gonna give you basically zero IT resources to plug into them, right? (laughs) So you gotta have to wait, you have to think through your digital strategy. What is my digital strategy? What are my services I'm offering? How am I going to extend those services to my customer base? So think of that business flow, Throw that business flow down and then slap that at your potential vendors. Here's the business flow I want. Put that to your potential vendors and make them explain it to you. So you truly understand what that business flow in is and then how you, how it helps you or hurts you in your environment and then make your decisions. That's probably my world. What's the most important? Yeah, everyone's got bells and whistles. Everyone's gonna put commodity features down, but you know, can they really support the business flow that I'm doing now? And then let's say I wanna change that business flow. What's it gonna cost me to change that business flow? Can I change that business flow on my own? Can I change process on motion? Those are the types of things. Because, you know, can I plug in additional third-party log tech? I mean, we're going to see some great things in log tech in the next two to three years that we can't even envision right now. I can't even think about it. I mean, I've got some ideas on what things are going to go, but it's going to get crazy. I mean, look how e-commerce blew up. Uh, once Amazon came in, we're in that verge right now. That's going to happen in log tech. Um We saw it in Medtech, We saw it in financial tech, FinTech, MedTech, Logtech's the next FinTech, if you can think
0: about it that way. <laughs> well, We're going to see
1: some phenomenal changes in the next two to three years.
0: Well, that, that's great. You know, I, I think what's interesting is, uh, you know, you're right. And I, I see it's kind of similar things. Uh, I'm going to hold you to your prediction there on, <laughs> on log tech. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back on the program, let's say in, in two years time, and uh, let's see where, where we're at. But I think you're right. I mean, I, uh, you know, for a long time, you know, and I get asked a lot of questions around, you know, helping with TMS and understanding what the, you know, t- different TMS solutions out there and everything else. And, and you know, historically, there's always been this hyper focus on the features and functions, right? Can, mm-hmm. What kind of optimization yeah. does it have? Can it, can it do tendering, you know, uh, you, you know, freight order and payment, you know, those types of core TMS functionality. And yes, there are differences between different applications and, and so forth. Um, but, um, but that is just one dimension, of what you need to look for in a, in a TMS. And I think you brought up another important dimension and the one that's arguably becoming more important, which is that whole ecosystem side of things, right? Because the TMS does not exist in a vacuum from the standpoint of needing to communicate and collaborate with external trading partners. And I think more importantly to your point is that, you know, no single TMS does everything or or wants to do Mm -hmm. everything. So it needs to you know, plug into all sorts of other different systems, you know, out there and new ones that are coming to market. And I think, you know, you, you talked about APIs before, um, you know, it's a, it's a very different environment today than it was 20 years ago when we started looking at, yeah. you know, TMSs and there's a lot of potential today, you know, to really think beyond just the core application. really when you're looking at a TMS, think about the whole ecosystem, you know, that you want to tap into, you know, on, a, on an ongoing, you know, basis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the you know, putting a little meat on the bone here on some of the conversations that like we I have with my, uh, you know, 3PL counterparts in the industry is automation is key. Um, you know, you can't afford to have manual transactions anymore, whether that's picking up a phone, calling a carrier, whether it's doing check calls, uh, you know, you got to have normal processing flow and even as many exceptions as you can automatically handled by your tech stack. So, uh, you know, that cost of that manual and the speed of the manual also. So you just want things to automatically happen and I'll automatically flow orders through my environment. My customer sends me orders to be routed. They want their three PL to automatically route them as if you were an on-premise system as you're on-prem with, with you know, on-prem resources managing their freight. They want that stuff to happen instantaneously. So you know, that's what we're looking at. And that's what the, the logtech is really allowing us to do right now, is that we're able to put forth you know, flexible software, flexible business configuration tools, flexible integrations that allow you to go out to your, if a 3PL, go out to your customers, take over not just some of their freight, but all of their freight and manage it, and then have it managed automatically. You know? And then you as a 3PL can focus on, well, getting better rates for your customers, doing better service, you know, and figuring out, you know, if you can cut that manual cost down, then your costs are lower. And so then you can offer your services cheaper. So it kind of yeah. all flows together.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. Well, as a way to wrap up then, uh, uh, JP, and then going back to kind of the, the why aspect of this, I mean, have we reached, reached the point of, you know, digitize or bust in the LSP industry? Uh, I mean, and who, who will be the winners moving forward? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's such a huge industry. You know, we're talking, you know, round numbers, nine percent of the GDP of North America. That there will always be players. There will always be small players. There will always be a mom and pop three PL shop out there uh, that are just operating manually. But uh, you know, the real winners are going to be those that can keep their costs down and offer more services. Shippers out there learned that everything they're doing in their entire process has to be digitized. That's just a generic term that we're going to say, but they don't want a missing step in their entire process in their entire supply chain process or even from a shippers perspective from their entire sales enablement through order to cash they don't want anything non-digitized anymore. So as it, and then transportation, and now the spotlight is on us because of what happened during COVID. So those that are going to go bust are those that can't support their customers' requirements now. They have to figure out how do I handle what my customers want? Because these customers are going to go to where, you know, where can I have a totally automated digitized process? And that's that's the winners there. Those are going to be the winners.
0: You know, that's a great point. You know, we've done a lot of research here um, and, and continues to, to uh, bear out that you know, just about companies across every industry look to see customer experience as the main differentiator. And I think you're right. The ultimate winners are, are going to be decided by the customers, right? If the customers yeah. don't want to do business with you because you're not able to meet their requirements, whether from a service standpoint or from a technology automation cost, standpoint. This, once it's enabled,
1: cost. it's cost. It's cheaper once it's yeah. enabled, you know, so...
0: Yeah. yeah. So cust- customers ultimately are going to decide who are the winners mm-hmm. and who are the losers and, yeah. the and technology. Work, right? Yep. And technology is going to play a role in that. Well, J- JP, always a fascinating conversation. Uh, you know, uh, like always, we, we, we scratch the surface. I think we, we, we provide a lot of food for thought.
1: Yeah. We made some you know.
0: predictions here that we'll, we'll see how they, they, uh, well, bear see how they
1: go. We're wrapping up COVID is kind of what I'm thinking. We're on, on the tail end, you know, maybe I can get a haircut soon. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, getting my COVID shot actually this afternoon, so Excellent. you know I'm kind of curious to see what happens. But the the effects of COVID are going to stick with us. It exposed a glaring hole in yep. in transportation and how we are still so manual in so many different ways that and that has to go away. And the major shippers are going to drive it, and then the mid markets going to drive it, and then everyone's going to have to follow. So
0: yeah, well, and so with with that, JP, again, thanks for making the Great. time to uh, be with us today, and uh, look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking District. Great, thank you. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, If you're watching this episode on demand, either at the 3GTMS website or uh, the Talking Logistics website, uh, feel free to post a comment there, and I'm sure JP will be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.